We're live. It's Plays and Parlays, episode two. I'm Joe Serralo, the moneymaker. Joining me, my man Jarrett Bailey, that cheap knockoff MGK type vibe guy. We're here to make you some money. Coming off our first inaugural episode, week one. I'm feeling good, Jarrett. I'm five and two. I was plus three units last week. I'm feeling good. How are you feeling coming off a 500 week? I feel good. You know, um, you know the the spreads. You know, we we made even in terms of that. But uh, the parlay hit. I felt really good about that. You know, the parlay yeah. was around plus plus five ninety. So I felt really good about that. Um, but you know, there were games. You know, that we felt both of us felt pretty confident about. Um, that kind of went the other way. Kind of threw us for a whirl, specifically with our teasers. Um, but I'm feeling really good uh, about how the week went. Feeling good about this week, and uh, I know you are too. So uh, we can get into. Uh, our pick six to kick off the show, and we can uh, lead in with your first pick. Let's get into it. My first pick, I'm riding the Saints. Look, this is a game that really threw me for a loop last week. I was 5-2. and two. One of my two losses was Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And you know why I lost? Because I went against my gut. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, they suck in the state of Florida. Where was this game against the Saints? Jacksonville. And everyone's thinking, oh, well, the game's in Jacksonville. That means the Saints won't have their crazy fans. They won't have the home field advantage. But being in Florida, Aaron Rodgers, from the get, from the opening possession, I knew this game was an absolute destruction. Now I'm taking the Saints. I'm riding Jameis Winston and his five touchdowns. I'm riding Sean Payton and his QB brilliance as their head coach. Look, I know Carolina's the home team. I know Carolina's also 1-0, but minus three? With that Saints defense, you know, Carolina got really shaky against the Jets in the fourth quarter, and the Jets did not look good on Sunday at all. I think minus three here is generous. I think the Saints are going to win this one by double digits. Maybe not by 35 again, but by double digits in Raleigh. The thing, I mean, you know I'm a big Panthers guy this year. You know how much I love Sam Darnold. Um, Darnold looked good. The Panthers offense looked good. Um, but like you said, it was against the Jets, so we do have to kind of take that into context. Um, New Orleans surprised a lot of people. Uh, their defense really proved itself. Again, it's still early, still kind of feeling out um, what these teams, you know, in terms of what their identity is, what they are. Um, do I think that the Saints are going to do what they did last week to the Packers? No. Do I think that everybody's kind of overhyping Jameis Winston? Yes. So um, I could see a situation. I mean, when it comes down to it, the Panthers defense is the one defense I can see making that Washington football team leap. So yeah. um, I, I think that they're going to be a defense that you know, they showed uh, a lot of promise against the Jets. They got a little bit shaky in the fourth quarter, uh, but I think they could keep it close. This is one that I didn't touch because I just really didn't know. I didn't even feel like buying a point for this. So um, I, I definitely see your reasoning, though, in terms of, yes, the Saints defense is very legit. Um, this is going to be a big prove, prove it game for Sam Darnold uh, and the Carolina Panthers offense. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but again, that's not one that I touched. So good luck to you with that, my friend. Um, my first pick of the weekend, uh, San Francisco minus three and a half at Philadelphia. Um, one, another one of those you know cross-country trips for the 49ers going into Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts is coming off a, a good game against Atlanta. Uh, I said I would give credit where it's due. Once Jalen Hurts played well, he played well. Uh, granted, it was against the worst defense in football. I'm not going to try to take too much away from them there. That said, do it against San Francisco's defense. I feel like the Eagles are going to come down to earth in a hard way against the 49ers. They just put up 40 points this past week. Uh, yes, they gave up 33 to the Lions. A lot of it was in crunch time when they didn't care. So let's just yeah. kind of slow down on what the score was. So 
I like San Francisco. Their defense is very good. Offensively, they seem very in tune. The Eagles' defense played better than I expected, definitely, against a Falcons offense that I expected more from. But I think that Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are going to come back down to earth. I like the line here at three and a half. I'm going to take the 49ers. Right, and this is a game I'm going to touch on in a bit. But right now, just to hit the Eagles from that perspective, what they did week one was incredible. I mean, look, they were three and a half point dogs. They went in there. They embarrassed Atlanta 32 to six. My big takeaway from that, isn't that the Eagles offense went out there against a great Falcons defense and just totally ran them up and down the field? It's that Atlanta's offense had nothing. My shocking takeaway is that the Eagles defense limited Atlanta's offense, which even when the Falcons stink, they can put up points and they limited them to just six points. To me, with this Eagles offense, you did great. I'm not going to discount that, but you did great against one of the league's most abysmal defenses. So we'll see what Philly can do moving forward. But my second pick, I'm going with your co-host of Laces Out, his team, the Buffalo Bills. Now, first off, I just want to point out, there is an ungodly amount of three and a half point spreads this week. In fact, the Saints game that I had New Orleans minus three in, depending on which book you look at, some are minus three, some are minus three and a half. In fact, depending on which book you look at, there's as many as seven games that have three and a half point spreads this week. It's dangerous. The same way I hate seven and a half point spreads. I don't like (laughs) three and a half point spreads either. But in this case, I'm going to go with the Bills minus three and a half. And in fact, I've got a few other three and a half point favorites I'm going to ride with. But the reason I'm going with Buffalo here is because this is a team that is expecting to contend for a Super Bowl. Very rarely can you go 0-2 and even make the playoffs, let alone contend for a Super Bowl. You know, the Buffalo Bills against Miami last year, week 17, the Bills had their seed clinched. Everyone said that they were going to lay down. They were going to bench starters. Miami was going to win week 17. In fact, Miami last year in week 17 was a three and a half point favorite. What did I do? I took Buffalo Moneyline. What did Buffalo do? They won by 40. All right. Josh Allen, an MVP candidate on a team that's expecting, not hoping, expecting to win the Super Bowl. He's not going to lay down. He's not going to start the year 0-2. Pittsburgh's defense got the best of them. And while Miami's secondary is incredible, their pass rush is not that of Pittsburgh Steelers. Give me the Bills minus three and a half. And Josh Allen owns the Miami Dolphins throughout his career. Uh, yeah. All of I think all three of his top three passing yard performances are against the Dolphins. So this is a team that the Buffalo Bills have owned in recent memory. Love this pick. It's going to be one of mine later. We'll kind of retouch on it a little bit. But yes, Buffalo minus three and a half is a damn good pick. Kind of a generous line if you ask me. But again, from last week when you know Pittsburgh kind of went in and surprised them, the line's going to be a little bit more generous. So uh, Buffalo at three and a half seems like a gift. So uh, we get Absolutely. into. Let me get into my second pick. Cincinnati Bengals coming off a win against the Minnesota Vikings. They're a point and a half dog to the Chicago Bears on the road at Soldier Field. I'm going to take them to cover. Uh, they're multiple. I think I made two parlays with them in it where I just took them straight money line. I think they're going to win the game. Um, but just to be safe going with uh, against the spread, I'll take them at a point and a half. Um, the offense looked really good. Jamar Chase answered a lot of questions. Uh, he made a lot of big plays in the you game. You think he against- could see the ball? It seemed like he could. Um, he made the, you know, obviously the big touchdown catch down the sideline. He had five catches throughout the game. Joe Burrow looked good. The defense held Minnesota at only 14 points. This is a Cincinnati defense that's a little bit underrated, especially in the secondary. You look at Jesse Bates, one of the better safeties in football. Uh, yes, Mike, Hil- Mike Hilton coming over from Pittsburgh, playing that nickel spot. So this is a defense that I think deserves a little bit more respect than what it's getting. Skill position-wise, they're very good. Tyler Boyd also very underrated. T. Higgins very good. The offensive line got a little bit better. They got Jonah Williams back. 
Joe Mixon as well. So this is a Cincinnati team that's loaded in terms of skill position, guys. The defense is getting better. I like Cincinnati. Uh, the Chicago Bears didn't give me anything to go off of that makes me think that they should cover this or even win this game. So Bengals plus one and a half. I think that's one of the better bets of the weekend. Jared, I'm with you, man. I love the Bengals. I love the pick. Let's get into my third pick. You're not going to love this pick. It's the Las Vegas Raiders plus five and a half in the Steel City taking on your Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, look, do I think the Vegas Raiders are going to win this game? I don't know. I think they damn well could. Did I think that they were going to beat Baltimore on Monday night? No, even with the depleted Ravens roster, I still thought the Ravens were going to win by double digits. And what did Vegas do? They shot the world in their first game in front of fans in their new stadium, and they won it in overtime against Lamar Jackson and company. Look, I think this game's going to be close. The Las Vegas Raiders have, in recent history, done really well against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what's recent history? Well, two decades, the entirety of Big Ben's career. The Raiders have really, if not, if they haven't been beating the Pittsburgh Steelers, they've been competing. And it seems that every time these two teams get together, it's a really close contest. Derek Carr is not a quarterback to scoff at. Derek Carr is a really talented quarterback. You know, is he is he great? Is he all pro caliber? No. But he's not average. He's better than average. And he's got weapons. He's got Darren Waller, the third best tight end in the league. The tight end who ends that top tier of George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and Darren Waller. You know, I really struggle sometimes with this Raiders defense. But I also really struggle with the Steelers offense. So I think it's going to be a battle of Vegas's air raid attack versus Pittsburgh's pass rush. And we'll see who the better man is. But either way, I think it's a close game. And I like Vegas plus five and a half. Yeah, you touched on it. The Steelers are two and five against the Raiders when Ben Roethlisberger starts games. So um, they're a team that's just for some reason uh, given the Steelers fits in the Ben Roethlisberger era. The only game that wasn't particularly close that the Steelers won, I think it was in 2015, Steelers won 35 to three in that matchup. So other than that, a they've long all been time ago. it was a long time ago. So other than that, I mean, the vast majority of games have been close uh, and mostly Raiders win. So uh, I do like that pick. Uh, I do think the Steelers win. I mean, the, the Raiders did lose um, another offensive lineman. Uh, they lost Gerald McCoy, so I think that's going to hamper them a little bit. Would not su- would not surprise me in the least, though, if they if if they do cover, though. So I do like the pick. All right, my third pick, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs minus three and a half against Baltimore. Oh. Um, now, this is one that you look at recent memory, and we were just talking about recent memory, in the short history of Kansas City versus Baltimore when Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are the starting quarterbacks. It's become somewhat of a yearly public murder that the Kansas City Chiefs put on, especially last year on Monday Night Football when they held Lamar Jackson to only 97 yards passing. It was really put on a clinic against Baltimore in Baltimore. So this is the same game, except it's on Sunday Night Football rather than Monday Night Football week two in Baltimore. The Chiefs, I mean, look, Cleveland played them as well as you can play anybody. Two mistakes really cost them and they ended up losing. Baltimore's a depleted roster. You just touched on it. They're missing their top three running backs. They're starting guys that have, they just brought in off the street because they just needed somebody. Marcus Peters is gone. If you have a depleted secondary against the Kansas City Chiefs, you're asking to lose. Again, it's not as if Baltimore can control that, but I just don't see – when you look at the talent on both of these rosters, Kansas City's talent far outweighs Baltimore's, uh, and I think Baltimore's going to start off 0-2. I just don't think that they have the talent to beat Kansas City. And the Chiefs are going to keep being the thorn in the Ravens' side. I'm going to take Chiefs minus three and a half. It's a game I'm staying away from because the Chiefs have been horrid against the spread going back to the second half of last season. 
But Jarrett, you hit every nail on the head. The Baltimore Ravens just have not been able to compete head-to-head with Kansas City. Now, let's get to my fourth pick. Let's get to my favorite pick. I'm going with the San Francisco 49ers, minus three and a half in Philadelphia. Now, look, people love to make a big deal out of the cross-country trips. How can you take a West Coast team when they're playing a one o'clock game and in their minds it's 10 a.m.? Here's how. The 49ers last year, 3-0 and on the Eastern Seaboard. In fact, the Detroit game makes them 4-0 and in their last four games in the Eastern time zone. You want to go back to that Super Bowl season? In 2019, they've won six out of seven games on the East Coast. And last year, on the road, remember, that was a really bad Niners team last year. 5-3 and three against the spread on the road. I love the 49ers. Philly, Philly. You're playing with the big boys now. This is a 49ers team that is not just looking to get back to the playoffs. Jarrett, looking to get back to the Super Bowl. Hammer this pick. This might be my pick of the week. Niners, minus three and a half. Joey is very excited about the San Francisco 49ers, and so am I. We already touched on it a little bit. I do love the 49ers this week as well. Hammer that pick. I'm getting to my fourth pick. I'm going to take your New York Giants plus three at Washington. Uh, Daniel Jones, 4-0 in his career against the Washington football team. It's just been a team that he has owned. Uh, since showing up in the Big Apple, uh, when you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick being out, I do I do like Taylor Heineke. Uh, I think he's just a, you know a slight. There's not too much of a fall off between Fitzpatrick and Heineke, if you ask me, uh, except maybe you know the occasional big play from Fitz with his arm. But um, you know, yes, this Washington defense is very good. They showed that um, you know throughout last year they held the Chargers to only 20 points. Uh, but this is a game that the Giants desperately need. I think that they're by far the more talented team uh, on offense. Uh, when you look at the guys that they have, the skill positions and whatnot, uh, and their quarterback, you know, I like Daniel Jones a little bit more than I like Ty- Taylor Heineke. Um, so uh, Giants got to <laughs> – I know you don't. But uh, the, don't forget, the Giants have a damn good defense too. Um, yeah. Yes, the Broncos put up, you know, a good amount of points and whatnot, but this is a Giants defense that was very, very good last year. I think this is kind of a game that they need uh, going up against a backup quarterback. Let this defense eat Thursday night football. Not to mention the fact that Thursday night football, dogs are very, very good. Uh, in this situation. So New York plus three against Washington. I I love it. I mean, look, I'm staying away from the game. I'm staying the hell away from this game. But as a fan, Jarrett, you're making me feel all tingly on the inside. You know, that 4-0 Jones versus Washington football team stat is one I've been throwing out there a ton. The Giants, for whatever reason, own the Washington football team. And more importantly, let's take our betting caps off for a second because we are both football analysts at heart. Does Cam Newton go to Washington football team? Does he reunite with Ron Rivera? It's something that a lot of people are speculating about for obvious reasons. I mean, yes, they have a history. Um, they went to a it, Super Bowl together. I mean, it, it makes too much sense. They did. And I think it's going to depend on the play of Heineke. Uh, if Heineke looks good, they got no reason to bring in Cam. Uh, if Heineke struggles and they lose by a convincing margin, then those murmurs are going to turn into shouts that they need to bring in Cam Newton. So I think it's it's just going to depend on how Washington plays. It's going to depend on how the offense looks under Heineke. If they struggle, would not surprise me if they bring Cam in. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. It, there's a lot of ifs that are going to go into this. Absolutely. Jarrett, let's get to my fifth pick because it's quarterback who I love. I couldn't. I couldn't find it in my heart. The fan in me couldn't bet on him week one, even though it just made too much sense to do it. Teddy Bridgewater, historically the best quarterback in NFL history against the spread on the road. 22-3 and against the number on the road. Where is he going? Jacksonville. Who's he playing? The Jaguars. Is he losing? No fucking way. No way in hell is Teddy Bridgewater losing. In fact, no way in hell 
is Teddy Bridgewater and company not covering in this game. You look at defenses, Denver is far superior. You look at offensive weapons, Denver is far superior. Did Melvin Gordon not look like the Melvin Gordon of four or five years ago in week one against a really good Giants defense? I mean, Teddy's got it. Teddy had the best QB rating in the league week one. To me, you know, Trevor Lawrence, I said it, I said it about the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to say to Trevor Lawrence, you're playing with the big boys, baby. You're not going perfect in the regular season anymore. In fact, you're going to have to work your ass off to reverse that, to not go winless with the team that you're on. Give me the Broncos minus six in Jacksonville. No, it makes too much sense. The Broncos were very good last week against the Giants. Teddy Bridgewater played well. The defense looks good. Jacksonville's got a lot of questions after the loss to the Texans. So uh, let's get into my fifth pick. Um, I love the LA Rams. They're one of my favorite teams of the year. Matthew freaking Stafford. Can we yeah. take a moment to appreciate um, two just absolute piss missiles, uh, one to Van Jefferson, one to Cooper Cup uh, for touchdowns against the Chicago Bears. It's about time that he's able to showcase this on a damn good team. The Rams are, you know, to me, I think they're going to be the number one seed in the NFC. I think they're that good. Um, I do love the Colts. I do still love Carson Wentz. I believe in Carson Wentz. They put up a valiant effort against the Seahawks. It's just that, you know, Seattle's got Russell Wilson. They played well. Um, so uh, I am going to take the Rams minus three and a half. First half of the schedule, first half of the season for the Colts is absolutely brutal. I don't know who they pissed off in uh, the NFL schedule-making department, but they absolutely just fucked them in this in this team. So um, the first half of the schedule for Indianapolis is brutal, um, but I, I am going to take the Rams minus three and a half. The Houston Texans, Jarrett, are going to be in first place after week two, whether they're one and one or two and oh, probably one and one because they're taking on the Browns. They're yeah. going to be in first place after week two. The Titans have Seattle now in Washington at the home of the 12th. And the Colts won't bring up my sixth pick because it's identical. It's the Rams minus three and a half, another three and a half point number. I hate these numbers, but I love the Rams. To me, this is a no brainer. I don't care if it's on the road because unlike Jarrett, I hate Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz, and I'll say it every week if I have to. I'll bet against the Colts every week if I have to. I think Carson Wentz is gone, done. There is no reviving his career. Carson Wentz's career is is over, and I do not think Carson Wentz is one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League anymore. Plain and simple, I do not. And I think that the LA Rams, that defense, is going to have an absolute field day. The matchup that I can't wait for, Jarrett, is Aaron Donald and Quentin Nelson. I mean, that matchup is going to lead the league in fun. I cannot wait to see those two dogs on the inside of the line, in the trenches, just go at it. But it goes so much further than that matchup. Because, look, when you take it, those two cancel each other out, the Rams' defense is just so far superior to that Colts' offense. You know, the Colts' defense held their own against an explosive Seahawks' offense, but the Seahawks' D ain't that good. It's improved from a year ago but it ain't that good, and the Colts couldn't put up points. I have no reason to believe that if Seattle went to Indy and won by, what, 12, that the Rams are going to win by anything less than a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I, I do love the Rams this year. Um, Colts' defense is very good. Uh, the offense does have a lot to prove after the Seattle game. Had their moments, but uh, they do have a lot to prove. So my final pick of the week, uh, we touched on it earlier, Buffalo minus 3.5. Josh Allen owns the Miami Dolphins. Um, look, the Dolphins, they're coming off a win, a very close win against a Patriots team that I'm not high on. Um, two has still got a little bit to prove to me. You touched on it too. Secondary is very good in Miami. Outside of that, kind of an overrated defense. So um, I like Buffalo minus three and a half. Josh Allen's going to have a big rebound day against a division rival. So Buffalo minus three and a half in Miami. 
I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. You know, we're agreeing a little too much for my liking week two because I'm trying to do better than three, three and one. So I don't, I don't like how much we're agreeing right now, but bring up the extra point. I think we might agree on this one too. You took them with the spread. Now remember it's the extra point. It's a money line underdog of the week. Yep. So that's the Cincinnati Bengals. I know it says plus one and a half on the screen, but in my notes, that is the Cincinnati Bengals plus 120 because not only do I think they're going to cover? But I think Joey Big Balls Burrow is going to Chicago, making every Bengals fan forget about Andy Dalton even more than they already have, and going in there and beating the Bears by at least a score. Yeah, well, I mean, we do agree on this as well. Again, uh, it does say plus one and a half, plus 120 money line, Cincinnati Bengals uh, knocking off Andy Dalton and, his, and the Chicago Bears. Um, maybe we see Justin Fields week three, depending on how this game goes. Uh, we'll week see. Week four, got to be week four. Week three, Chicago plays uh, – oh, I had it. I said it on my podcast. They play the Cleveland Browns in week three. Mm. They play the Detroit Lions week four. You want Justin Fields to be a superstar? Let him at home at Soldier Field debut with a win on an 0-3 team. Let him bring in their first win of the season in week four. And then week five, I'd be really impressed if I can remember off the top of my hood. Oh, week five, they're at Vegas. Tough, but winnable. Winnable. And so Justin Fields has a chance if he debuts in week four to start his career, not just 1-0, but 2-0 before the stretch of hell commences. That is, uh, in no particular order, Green Bay, Tampa, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. I mean, it's just going to be nightmarish for the Bears in the middle of the season. So let Fields debut week four. Let him win a game or two before he loses about five straight. And plus that game against Pittsburgh is on Monday Night Football. The Steelers haven't lost on Monday Night Football I cannot. I think in the Ben Roethlisberger oh. era, they're they're undefeated. No, no. What? The Bengals last year. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I forgot. I forgot. That was their first loss in forever. Okay, you're right. You got me there, Joe. The I eleven and zero Steelers. Who I try my hardest to. I I try my hardest to uh, forget the Ryan Finley game. So yeah. I did mess up there. But regardless, yes. Um, Cincinnati uh, plus one twenty to beat the Bears. Uh, let's get into your teaser, my friend. Jared, it's teaser time. I'm a giant fucking tease, so I'm gonna undo <laughs> another button for my for my teaser right here in week two. I'm going with a college game on the schedule. The Alabama Crimson Tide minus eight and a half. They're taking on the Florida Gators. They are favored by fourteen and a half. I cannot bet a fourteen and a half point spread unless I'm taking the Oregon Ducks plus fourteen and a half. That's a different story. But you can't take a favorite. Minus 14 and a half. You just can't do it. So I'm going to tease it because there's no way that they only beat the Florida Gators by single digits. It's going to be a double digit win. Might be 14 though. So teasing that down eight and a half. And then let's look at my three NFL games. Right, New England, they're six point favorites at the Jets. Going to make that a pick em. The Jets lose Mekhi Becton. The Jets lose any protection they have for their sexy stud star rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. I think New England's defense is going to have a field day. I think Zach Wilson's going to be seeing ghosts. So the Pats in a pick them, easy money. How about the Denver Broncos? If I love them minus six, sure as shit, I love them at a pick them. I already gave you all my reasons why. It's as simple as they're playing the Jaguars. Broncos, pick them. And then the Tampa Bay Bucks, 12 and a half point favorites at home against Atlanta. Could they win by 12? They very well could. But last year, the Falcons gave Tampa Bay fits. So, Look, this Falcons team stinks. They don't have Julio. They don't have a defense. I think Tampa will win by double digits. The 12 and a half number might be good enough. But let me be safe here. Let me add them to make it a four-team teaser plus 300 and bank on Brady and company after a disappointing opening night, winning this one by at least seven. So that's my teaser. Four teams plus 300. You're welcome. Let's get back on track with the teaser this week. 
All right, and my teaser, I'm going to start off Cincinnati Bengals plus seven and a half. If I think I'm if I'm picking them to win money line, you bet your ass I'm going to bet them seven and a half. Oh, yeah. uh, Cle- I tease Cleveland down from 12 and a half to six and a half. Same reason as you. I'm not betting a 12 and a half point favorite. That just seems like a, a trap. But I do like them six and a half. I mean, they're coming off a, a very emotional loss to the Chiefs, a game that they probably should have won. Going up against the lowly Texans, there's going to be a public murder uh, by the uh, Cleveland, ba- Cleveland Browns defensive line on the Houston Texans and uh, their front their front five. Uh, Buffalo plus two and a half. Look, I picked them to cover their their uh, favorite spread. So, yes, I will love them at plus two and a half. Same thing with San Francisco. I bet them uh, to cover their favorite spread. Uh, all in all, plus 240 teaser. Uh, one I'm really confident in. So, uh, we'll go with that as my teaser. Feeling really good about it, Joey. I love it. Look, I can't disagree with this without contradicting myself. The one thing I'll say is when I look at a teaser, I look for – a mathematical reason to deviate the spread. And I just, you know, even though I go against my judgment, betting team minus three and a half, to me, deviating that and betting a team plus two and a half is just something I can't reason doing in a teaser because if they lose by a field goal, Mm. it's just a gut-wrenching feeling. And so, look, even though I took both of those teams to win by, you know, four points or more, I, I just, I can't find it in me to tease them. The Cleveland game, by the way, Homecoming for Jadavion Clowney, taking on the team that drafted him first overall. He might be the one. Maybe not Miles Garrett. Maybe it's Jadavion Clowney committing murder on the field on Sunday. (laughs) But, hey, the Texans will still be in first place because I know we didn't bet the game because it's Seattle minus five and a half. The Seahawks are beating Tennessee. Yes. So let's let's hop, hop into your parlay, buddy. Let's get into my parlay. For Christ's sake, the show's called Plays and Parlays. It's a four teamer, it's all money line. I'm going with the Saints to win against Carolina. If I think they're going to cover, I think they're going to win. And it's not so much for the offense. It's mainly the defense. But Jameis Winston, you know, and you touched on this when we were talking about the Green Bay game. He didn't look like 5,000-yard, 30-touchdown Jameis Winston. But what impressed me most was the cerebral part of his game. He wasn't just out there slinging it blindly, literally blindly. He was out there managing a beautiful game of football, controlling the clock, keeping the ball away from the reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers. So I just, I absolutely love the Saints in this one. You know, I didn't pick them to make the playoffs. In fact, I have the entire NFC West making history, making the playoffs. Uh, But the Saints were my eighth team. They were my first team out. And they already started the year better than I expected. So let's see if they can go 2-0. The Pats and Broncos, I mean, this I'm taking a money line here. I teased them both down to a pick them. You've got my logic there. And then San Fran. Oof, they're going to do bad things to the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's my parlay. Four teams, money line, plus 365. Take it to the bank. All right. My parlay, um, an absurdly high odd. I didn't think it would be this much. But <laughs> as you see, this this feels like easy, easy free money. Um, San Francisco minus three and a half. You just touched on it. The 49ers are going to do dirty things to the Philadelphia Eagles. Dirty. Buffalo minus Buffalo minus three and a half. We already touched on it. Cincinnati plus two and a half. Already touched on that. Um, now, this is before, I will say this, the line for the Bengals and Bears did go down, as we touched on earlier. I caught it when I was still at two and a half. Um, regardless, point and a half, it's not going to deviate these odds too much. So, uh, st- still trust that. And then the Rams at minus three and a half, all in together, plus 13.23. This feels too good to be true. Maybe it is, and maybe I'm just betting with my heart, but it, it, feels, it feels very, very good. Jared, if you take the 10 grand, that I know you're going to blow at the strip club on Saturday night, and mm-hmm. you bet that on this parlay that's going to hit, you're cashing out a six-figure payday. 
Jarrett, stay away from the strip club Saturday night. Take that 10 grand that you have all in singles wrapped up and put it on his parlay. I fucking love it. You know me, I have to find my self-worth in lap dances. So it, it's going to be a hard thing to do, but I'm going to try my best. I'm just saying a little bit of self-control could go a long way here, Mr. Bailey. Look, it could. it's our final segment. Let's get into my survivor pick of the week. But first, because you don't need my analysis on this pick. I've given it to you three times already. I took a minus six. I teased them to a pick them. I parlayed a money line. You know the Denver Broncos ain't losing in Jacksonville. But I want to use this as in around the horn type of 30 seconds of FaceTime. Because Jarrett Bailey did something that I thought was damn near impossible. Jarrett Bailey, my friend, and more importantly, because friends come and go, my co-host, lost our survivor pool in week one. I took the 49ers, and I made money on those 49ers in week one. Jarrett Bailey took the Green Bay Packers to win in Jacksonville against the Saints. And did the Green Bay Packers win? No. Did the Green Bay Packers score a touchdown? No. Did the Green Bay Packers cover plus 34 and a half? Nah, they didn't. But like anyone who plays golf knows, if you get on that first tee and you're feeling cocky and you settle in that box and you shake your ass a little bit like you've been watching Happy Gilmore too much and you absolutely shank the shit out of that first drive of the day, you get a breakfast bowl, you get a mulligan, you get a redo. So I, out of the kindness of my heart, I'm going to give my co-host, Jarrett Bailey, a redo to re-enter the survivor pool. But I'm going to warn Jarrett, and this goes for me as well. I'm not gonna get a redo because I started the year one and no like everyone should in a survivor pool. So I'm going to warn Jarrett that if either of us from this point on lose our survivor pick of the week, we no longer get to make a survivor pick of the week because this is the big fucking leagues so Jarrett you're 0-1 but in honor of the new week to the NFL regular season you get a mulligan I'm 1-0 and I'm going to be 2-0 so Jarrett starting new what's your survivor pick of the week I'm picking the fucking Browns this is too easy I'm not doing this again <laughs> the Browns are going to win <laughs> I'm not not risking anything ever again that was horrible um, I've never been so confident in something and just have it blow up in my face. Unless like, a, unless I will say this, unless it's like a really confident DM and then it's just, oh, she has a boyfriend, uh, aside from that. Uh, but oh, oh, what happened? Airballed. Yeah. Airballed very hard. Very hard. It's like, remember Denzel Valentine with the bulls against the heat, just pulling of up course, and yeah. just airballing the hell out of it. That That's just what I felt like with the, with the Packers, man. It was bad, but yeah, Thanks. no, the Browns are going to win and I'm going to, hopefully get back on track with this. Um, maybe it's just a curse. Maybe every time I pick in the survival pool, we'll just shit the bed and uh, uh, we'll see Cleveland just absolutely lay an egg and the Texans be 2-0, and just like we all expected. I was just going to say, if the Texans go 2-0, and if the Texans win this week and you start 0-2 in the survivor, we might have canceled the show. I mean, you hit a parlay last week and I think you could very well hit another one at plus 1,300 odds. But if you mm -hmm. lose two survivors in a row to start the year, we might have to cancel plays and parlays. Or we just don't let Jarrett make any more Survivor picks because he's clearly horrible at it. Well, that's a given. That's a given. Jarrett, take us home, baby. All right, guys. Where can you find Joe on Twitter? You can find him at? At the Joe Serralo on Twitter. At Joe Serralo on Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at NFL Pittsburgh Sports Now, fan-sided. Uh, latest episode of Laces Out is out as well. You'll be able to find this as a podcast 
uh, tomorrow at some point. Uh, we'll tweet it out whenever it does get tweeted out. Uh, New York Giants, Washington football team tomorrow, Thursday night football. Uh, go uh, bet on that if you're feeling confident. It's one that I bet on. I'm feeling pretty good about it myself. Daniel Jones is 4-0 against the Washington football team. Enjoy your weekend of football, whether it be college, NFL. We'll be back here next Wednesday night, same place, same time. Plays and parlays for Joe. I'm Jarrett. Enjoy your week of betting. Please do it responsibly, and we'll see you next time.